Alright, so uh, Beer Talk today we're here at the Vintage 2, I think also known as Vintage Brewing Company, possibly. Known as Vintage Dose in Spanish. So, um, we've got the three beers that they're already brewing here. This is a little background, Space used to be JT Whitney's, uh, the Vintage Bar downtown, someone affiliated with it or one of the owners or something bought this space, uh, had a family member who was a brewer. And they came in and started brewing. Eric, who we met briefly earlier, is a brewer. He's got three beers out now. A Hefeweizen, a Abbey Ale, and a Stout. And we're going to taste them. If you want more information, you can refer to Jeff's post about the Bridges Brew Pub on Madison Beer Review. Right. So first of all, we're going to try the, uh, the Hefe, Hefeweizen. But we, I, I will say it might be a little awkward because they, did, they don't have uh, flights yet. So we just bought pints of all of them, or glasses of all of them. So we're kind of be passing the glass around in uh, traditional German fashion. It's not a boot, but I mean, you know, that's probably not traditional either. Will you start pounding on the table when I get close to you? Yeah, sure, I will. All right. Because I can do it right now. All right. But I won't. <laughs> so what do you think? It reminds, it's like a, honest, it kind of reminds me of a grain belt. Like a very full-bodied grain belt with a little bit of banana, like that whole thing came through. That's what I'm thinking. This is like a, this is like an imperial grain belt. I was thinking the beer that the Great Dane does that tastes like bananas. No, that they do during the month. Oh, the Doppelweiss the they did. The yeah, the Doppelweiss they did or whatever. Doppelweissing. This is like that, but like not quite as robust and fruity. But it has those elements. It is. It, it's almost like. For Hefeweizen, a little more full-bodied and a little less yeast character. Like, it doesn't have as much of the clove and banana and bubblegum type flavors as you sometimes get. But they're definitely there. They're there, for sure. Because, and it's not, like, super weedy. So I think because it's not super weedy, you, they come through still. But they're sure. in a cleaner way. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I like it. Sessionable. It is, but it's also, yeah. Yeah. I could do a little bit less on the sweetness, but... See, but I think if we switch these two around, since I did take a sip of this, we will review a the dedication in a sec. Um, this doesn't seem sweet at all. The, the white brow. Yeah. I think it's good, yeah. I think it's... You're right, it's, it's like a little bit more full body, a little less weedy, and a little more... A little less... Uh, East character than a typical half of Iceland. But otherwise, it's yeah, it's a half of Iceland. Solid. It's clean. I would no no DMS or diacetyl or anything like that. Yeah, it's really clean, really crisp. I like it. Yeah, definitely. They win. All right. Try the uh, try the dedication. So this is their Belgian Abbey style strong ale. An homage to the Trappist brewing monks of Belgium and their distinctive and wonderful beers. And like I said, Kyle and I briefly talked with the brewer Eric, and he said this is a new yeast for him that he hadn't used before, and he liked it. And he also, they only have four fermentation vessels, and they've got three different yeast strains going on here, which is pretty interesting. While you guys are tasting, I'd like to start by saying, it's kind of an awkward glass. Is it too big? It is an awkward It's bus. really heavy. Like, I can't imagine trying to stand at the bar with that. Yeah, it looks, it's, it's like a chalice. It's like super thick wall glass, it, it looks, looks like. It looks like, well, it's got the rivets like a, 
Like a Guinness glass, like Guinness. Oh yeah, Guinness big, big mug. Yeah, I like the Orval glass. Yeah, Orval glass isn't as thick and heavy yeah, as this. I feel like the Great Dane out of glass kind of like this for some of their Belgian beers. Yeah. So my first reaction when I smelled the beer and then definitely confirmed it when I tasted the beer is it reminds me of apple pie. I don't know why. It is. It's the sweetness and the kind of the the bitterness in it that I don't know. Yeah, you get a little bit of that kind of clove, nutmeg. Yeah, yeah kind of that, 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 the spice. I agree with you. There's a lot of bitterness in the thing. Which, which is, I don't know. It's really sweet when you're drinking it, but then it just kind of leaves your palate and it's just like, yeah, really in the back of your throat bitter. Definitely. Yeah, I think this definitely has a stronger yeast character than the uh, than the Hefeweizen. But it's almost a little, like, I don't know, a little Weizen-y in Belgium at the same time. It has that clove character, which is interesting. I wonder where yeast it is. It's also, uh, I would say, pretty cloudy for uh, Belgian beer. We should talk about the, the look of it a little bit. Not much head on there. Um, dark brown is kind of a muddy, cloudy, dark brown. Um, it actually kind of looks like, maybe this is why, it looks like fresh squeezed apple cider. Yeah, yeah. It's true, it's flat in hell, but I have carb stones now. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, we met earlier. Cool, yeah, yeah. But it's still good flavors for us, right? Oh, right, oh, it yeah. is, and it's not, it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's super flat. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> I don't know. He, he says it's a little flat, but it'll get better or something. I didn't notice it was too flat. For those listening, that was the brewmaster. Yeah, that was the brewer just came over and uh, distracted us. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have much of a head, but, but it's not uncarbonated. It doesn't no. taste uncarbonated. It's a very fine carbonation. That I mean, I don't know if I would really want much more. No. I think I like the way it's carbonated. Yeah, totally. Cool. I, I think it's pretty solid. I think the yeast flavors are there. Um, yeah, it's decent, good. Yeah, the only thing, beer. The only thing that's off-putting to me is kind of the bitterness of the beer. Yeah, and. Maybe it's just coming from the spices. Through the spices, it could be, I mean, it's cloudy. There could be a lot of yeast left yeah. in there. Cool, all right. We're to try out the, uh, the Scaredy Cat Oatmeal Stout. Hearty and full-body dark beer, rich malt flavors. That's what it says. Oh, that's roasty as hell. <laughs> yeah. I can see why you thought, like, there was coffee in it. It just... It's like smelling coffee beans. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I really like this one. It's definitely lots and lots of dark roast flavors. Um, still some caramel comes through. I think there's a lot of caramel coming through. Like it's molassesy, like as you sip it, and then it's like caramel and then coffee, and then like really like that, uh, like really creamy caramel finish, like in the back of your throat. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a, probably a variety of dark malts and dark crystal malts in there. It has a really interesting complexity to the roast character. Yeah. I really like. I would almost be hard pressed to believe that there isn't coffee in there in some form, but I don't know. It could be coming from the dark malts, but I don't know. You think there might be? That's what that's what Kelly said. Is that there's coffee in there? I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't say coffee. It says rich malt flavors of chocolate caramel molasses espresso. But. Yeah. The oatmeal gives it a really, I like the mouthfeel, it's yeah, just so really smooth and it just kind of like 
floats past and it's just beautiful. Yeah. I think that was my favorite of the three. For sure, me too. Yeah, not too sweet. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Definitely full body. We're going to try the supper club now, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we should say, right, uh, uh, she's mentioning, um, so they only have the three of their own beers so far, so they've got a big tap list. Supper Club, Spotted Cow, Appalachian, Not Stock, Headless Man, Warp Speed, Mud Puppy Porter, Madtown Nut Brown, Raspberry Tart, which is cool, and uh, the Doppelbach. I'm assuming that's probably the Barbara Doppelbach from Capital. Seems like, strictly from an organizational standpoint, the Nut Brown should be behind the Headless Man, <laughs> and then the Warp Speed, and then the Mud Puppy Porter. What about and the Tart? I think, you know, that should be on its own. Like, <laughs> kind of at the end. But then they just get attacked on Doppelbach. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. So that should be probably up, like, I don't know. In between Doppelbach and Headless Man, maybe. <laughs> or, like, separate or because, there. Or it should be somewhere up here, like, Supper Club Doppelbach, and then jump into the Ales. <laughs> See, I like when they organize beers based on, like, light to dark, and they're by category. Sure. When they put them by brewery, it's just, like, well, they didn't, though. I don't think there's any order. Capital, Ale Asylum, Ale Asylum. Uh, but it's I think they were trying to do light to dark. Yeah. But I'm, and I like that. Like, when it's... When you go to a bar, and it's... It's, like, laid out. It's, like, laid out by, like, by brewery. Not a brew pub, but, like, a bar. Yeah. They laid out, like, by brewery. It gets a little confusing. Yeah. Which is... A, they could have alphabetical, and that would have... Alphabetical. Well, Cooper's Tavern has it by style. Yep. Explicitly. But they also group together, like... Pale ales and scotch ales, which I thought was kind of weird. Something like that. That's some weird grouping. Anyway. What, uh, any final thoughts on, on the beers here at the Vintage Brewing Company? What do we think of the of the three so far, as far as first releases, you know, choosing these three styles? What do you think? I'm impressed. I mean, part of it, I imagine, is they're still trying to figure out their equipment. Oh, sure. set up, and so there's, there, it's going to be, I don't know how long, maybe a year before they're able to hone it in and really be able to, like, hit their marks of exactly what they have in their mind. There's no way this beer is exactly what he wanted. Sure. So he's going to be able to only refine it, and so, and I was very happy with the stout. The other two were okay. Nothing I would, like, come here just for, but um, as they get better, you know, who knows? The fact that he's doing three different E-strings is pretty... Ambitious? <laughs> it's ambitious. It's cool. And launching with a Belgian. Yeah, Belgian beer to start out. Yeah, and like you know, it's not a um, gold nail and a cream ale and a pilsner and a red ale or what you know, an amber or whatever. It's slightly adventurous styles. I mean, not super adventurous, but a little something. You know, I got something light, something dark, something Belgian. I think that's good for your first three beers. It's a good way to sort of run the, the spectrum there. Yeah? What do you think? I agree with that. It'd be interesting to see why he chose these these three styles. But uh, I think I'll, I think the beers themselves are great, um, especially for the first beers that come out of the brew pub. But you know, it'd be nice to hear kind of why he chose to do an oatmeal stout, an Abbey ale, and uh, you know. Why he chose 
right. Well, he's floating around. Maybe he, if he comes back, we can ask him. Let's just say something bad about the beer is really loud, and then he'll probably come, he'll probably come over. <laughs> oh, God, this is totally uncarbonated. <laughs> it's a You're finger in your beer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, cool. Vintage Brewing Company. Okay, he's agreed to talk to us really quick. First, real fast, uh, your full name. My full name is Scott Michael Manning. Scott. <laughs> I've been calling you Eric on here from now on. I have no idea why, because you already introduced yourself to me. Scott, thank you for That's correcting correct. me. Scott, yeah. So you're the brewmaster here. That's right. The, the main question we had, so we've got a Hefeweizen, a Belgian Abbey style, and oatmeal stout. Yep. What made you decide to debut with those three beers in particular? Uh, well, I know that Madison can handle them, and uh, I want to come out with some diversity. So running three yeast strains on four uh, tiny fermenters is not everyone's uh, idea of a fun day in the ballpark, but it, it is mine. Excellent. Uh, I like to have a variety in, in my uh, beers, as I'm sure the people out there would too. <laughs> uh, I, I like Hefeweizens, I like ales, uh, I like uh, Trappist beers, so I thought, what the heck, instead of coming out of the blocks uh, with a couple of things that might be mm, iffy, middle of the road, I thought uh, people might judge me better by saying, here's a guy who might take a chance and make some good beers across different stylistic guidelines or even outside of guidelines, and uh, yeah, give them what I got. And if they, if they want something middle of the road, they can have, uh, the, what do you got, it looks like you got Heineken and bottles and uh, Stella Arts no, one. you got a really nice draft line. You do have very nice tablets. Uh, we were actually just talking about that. Middle of the road, there, there are good options there too. I mean, Supper Club is not going to offend anyone. It's a fine, fine beer. Uh, the Cow, of course, you got to have the Cow. And Hopalicious is a great beer too, but it's, it's not our beer. But I'm perfectly happy having that alongside our beer. So I hand-selected these, uh, these drafts with those things in mind. Like, you want to have the best of craft and local. And um, and ours are right up there with it, hopefully. Very cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> anyway, we're tasting pale ale here. Oh, still on? Oh, yeah. We, or we can turn it off. No problem.